Hey guys, it's Jennifer from the Shooter's Mindset and we are live with episode 410. We've got our co-host tonight, Corey. How's it going? Really good. I won a couple matches this week. Oh, normally it's just like I shot three matches. This time it's I won a couple matches. Yeah, I wanted to one up, Greg. What'd you win? Yeah, what'd you win? Uh, Steel Challenge and USPSA. Cool. Did you get a cool trophy? No. But if you want, I'll show you the cool belt buckle. <laughs> you start hanging them on the wall behind you. He likes it. Yeah, I know. I just had that out to show Mike earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Our other co-host is with us tonight. Greg, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. I did not win any match. I did. I won a battle against a tree with an axe this weekend. There you go. Well, I mean... I didn't drop any points all weekend, so. And a girl. Nice. What do you shoot? Nothing. But I didn't <laughs> drop any points. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. And our guest of the hour, who everyone really wants to hear from, they don't want to hear our banter, is Mike Sexton, our good friend. How's it going, Mike? It's going good. Well, thank you for having me on. Look forward to uh, talking, answering some questions tonight. And I did shoot a match this weekend and got second in gas gun open at the look at the DMR match here. So I got nice. a trophy too, Corey. Congrats! <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you. That so, is awesome. Not bad for an old man. You know, ages <laughs> just you shoot. <laughs> so, for anybody that doesn't know you or is unfamiliar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into shooting, what you do? Oh, yeah, that's, you know, I've been around it a long time. That's a big story. Is uh, I retired out of the Marine Corps 31 years ago and uh, started shooting competitively when I got out of the Marine Corps, shot um, USPSA and IDPA back in the day and then three gun came along when it was soldier of fortune back in the 90s a little bit and I kind of ventured over in it and as they say the rest is history as you know that's where I, I go to is three gun is my background uh, I've been doing that since um, 98 99 uh, and always ventured into long range love it you know just like that long range doing it and making that steel ring and ventured there and just kind of played around and shot all over the country and, uh, you know, met a lot of nice people and been around the sport a long time. So uh, my background is, like I say, three gun. And I like to dabble in the uh, steel challenge, not steel challenge, but the PCC a little bit every once in a while. But it's a lot of fun and look, look forward to shooting with you guys soon sometime, I hope. I think that's the most fun about this sport is traveling and going and seeing new places and, and meeting new people. You know, that's what we used to do. We used to go to places like Rock Castle and, every, you know, every, it was a parking lot party everywhere you went. The sports changed a little bit. The sponsors have changed a little bit. But, uh, you know, our sport is it's a small world. You, you know, you start talking about somebody or doing something. It's a small world and you meet some really great people. And I don't know if I've met really a bad person in the shooting world yet. They've all been super and always trying to help and make everybody better and our sport grow. You know, speaking of parking lot parties and old school matches, I've got a picture and it's my favorite picture of a three gun match. It's uh, me, Kurt Miller, Mike Rush, Mike Pinto, allegedly at 1030 in the morning after Fallen Brethren all drinking shiners. I know. <laughs> I'd to see those guys again, you know. So, uh, man, that's been a while. Yeah. I think that was 2016, maybe, maybe 15. 
Yeah. Yeah. I hate the rocks gone, you know, cause that's where it kind of central and everybody met out there and, you know, three guns kind of dropped off a little bit or stabilized more than anything. Uh, so PRS seems like it's the now growing thing and, you know, a bunch of good people in it and it, it, they just don't like to party like the three gunners do. You know? Oh, that's not true. I'm going to Coma Creek this weekend, so we'll see. I'm going up Saturday, so we're shooting Sunday up Coma Creek. So we'll see if I can get them out. You're hanging, you out, you're hanging out. Roger's going up there. Roger likes to party. Okay, there you go. Jason's up there, too. He runs that range. I know he's ready to party. It's funny. I, <laughs> I still remember one time I was staying at the, the jankiest. I, I waited way too late to book my hotel. This place was disgusting. And I'm, like, locked in my room, and I hear some shenanigans outside, and I'm, like, listening. Those sound like my people. Met some random dude I never met before. And uh, his friends and we were out drinking in this super crappy hotel parking lot until like midnight and ended up squatted together the next day. And it's always fun how that happens. It's true. Right. Good people. I mm. shoot better with a hangover, you know. <laughs> there is no way that's true. I, I have heard that somebody There's like no that. way that's true. It's aiming fluid, you know. You got to have some of that aiming fluid in your body. It's <laughs> called water. <laughs> Bourbon. So parties aside, if you you shoot a lot of different genres, so partying aside, if yeah. you had to pick one, and that's the only competition sport you could do, which one would you do? Three gun. It's three times the fun with three, you know, three different platforms. I mean, I like them all. Don't get me wrong, but and you know, three guns. My history. That's where I come from. Um, it's just fun. It's the most fun you can have with your clothes on. Guys, <laughs> what about four gun, Mike? What about this uh, two by four? You sneak that one in there. I've never been a big fan of two by four. Every time I go okay. out west and shoot one of those, I always get confused. You know, what am I supposed to shoot? I got a shotgun, I got a pistol, I got a rifle. Wait a minute. Do I got to take a two by four and whack a target or what is two by four? You know, I, don't, I don't know. So, uh, you know, what's happened to the traditional pistol rifle shotgun? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so you're working at the Clinton house. Mike. <laughs> so, how I'm is just it? I'm familiar it with Pete's two by four. I'm, I've shot some of his matches, but I'm not that familiar with it. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so what all are you hosting out at the Clinton House now? You've got like eight different disciplines out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Proving Grounds is doing some stuff out there. You know, they're doing a DMR. Uh, mm -hmm. They're doing a Proving Ground match, um, which is flip tires, do all that running with heavy stuff and all that. Um, you know, we've got, um, of course, PRS, Tommy Goodson, and I think he was on your show about right. a month ago. You know, Tommy is running our match up here, the PRS match, and we've done two, and both of them have been sold out with a wait list, you know, 110 shooters. And That's we got one coming up August the 4th, and Bill Jordan is now doing our PRS 22 the following day after the centerfire. So Saturday you can shoot centerfire, then Sunday you can shoot Bill Jordan's uh, rimfire matches up there. And so it's tell me about out. that. Um, Greg does something similar, and I'm curious to get your perspective on the back-to-back -back format, the center fire, then run fire. 
Um, has that been popular with y'all? And what's kind of the thought process on it? Yes, it, I, I mean, what I'm hearing, this we only done one that away so far. And what I'm okay. hearing is, is the folks like it uh-huh. because they'll stay. A lot of people like staying with their buds, traveling with their buddies and coming and shooting a center fire and waking up the next day and shooting a rim fire, you know, okay. and then you get you get a whole weekend of fun and, and it's not superly expensive to do that. Right. I shot both. And first time I've shot both back to back was our match we just had. And boy, man, what a wind difference. You know, you go from center fire shooting a 6GT at 30.55 and you go shoot 22. <laughs> you know, I went from a half a mil wind to five mils of wind, you know. I mean, <laughs> so it was uh, it was a learning curve for me to jump back and forth like that. But uh, what I'm hearing is people like it. They, they're really liking okay. the back and back. Okay. So, come and try it. <laughs> I'd love to. Believe I'm going to talk you into one, yeah. Add some more weekends um, so I don't have to host five matches a month. <laughs> you know what it's like, right? <laughs> yeah, now we've got, talking about the Clinton House, uh, Tommy's got another one in October, mm-hmm. uh, PRS in October, I believe it's 29th, I think. We've got nice. the uh, Fall Brawl three gun that Jason Byerly from North Carolina, Zoo City, will come down to host. And we also oh, have nice. Donnie Flo's September, the Pro Am, where the really match pros with amateurs right, and shoot right. a three gun match. We've got that down here. Um, and of course the big announcement, and I think everybody's aware of it now, the first weekend of December, we're hosting the Armageddon cup, Tom Fuller and his team with the Armageddon cup. So that's awesome. Yeah. So Jen, y'all are going, that, right? huh? I'm Jen, sure y'all are going, right? Yet. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing about the Armageddon Cup is we're going to have 20 stages in the PRS range, and, and you guys have seen that, Greg. Um, the Sunday stages, nobody will get to see them this Sunday. They're on a totally different piece of the property at Clinton House. So there's no seeing what you might shoot if you make the top 10. And that's what attracted Tom to bring it out here is it'll be a total surprise of those guys on Sunday morning when they walk out there. So I like it. I think there's What's- been interest in the prs matches that are out there once that announcement was made <laughs> <laughs> might be doing their recon yeah well we had two of their shooters out here this weekend and uh or the the last prs match and uh they found out that the clinton house where we put it is very unique into our actual mile range crosses that and you can get three different wins on one target, and that can change to the next target. And I've had a lot of the guys come up to me and say, you know, I can go out to Texas and shoot, and the wind blows one way all the time. I come here, and this wind's just going every direction, every shot. I want to do a wind class here. Can I come and teach a wind class here? You know, so it's really going to be interesting for those guys. So when you say you get three different winds because the range crosses, you're talking about cuts through like pines and you've got two ranges cut like this and you get some weird stuff happening in the middle. Exactly. We got okay. three ridges, basically three ridge. You shoot on a ridge, uh-huh. you know, you got another ridge in the middle and then out to 1100 yards is another ridge. So oh. my mile range, because, you know, I do the mile there at the Clinton yep. house uh, once a month. Uh, it actually crosses that. And of course you got, a mile that the wind can blow up a valley. So it's really, like I say, we, we got a place at about 950 yards from a couple of the Bronx. We call it Heartbreak Ridge because anybody hardly ever gets to the 12 inch circle. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> that thing's mile days. 
Greg, you've shot it. I shot the dirt next to the 12 inch circle for clarification. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the wind changes, don't you? I, I got up to that stage and, you know, I was like, we were doing our RO walkthrough and he's like, yeah, the targets are up on Heartbreak Ridge. And I'm looking around, looking down range. And Tommy's like, over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, so it's really unique that we have that out there because it adds another flavor to the PRS and just instead of shooting steady into the wind, you know. So the guys right. seem to like it, and I think the next match is already starting to fill on up. Yeah, it's Ooh, it's super fun, you know. You you miss off right, and you and you see your dust go to the right, and you're like, all right, and you adjust over like half a mil left, so you're on target. And then all of a sudden you're like three feet off left. <laughs> True that. That's that's correct. So we just finished stacking some seat containers up there. And uh, we just had some law enforcement training here. So we're getting into a lot of that. And uh, Tommy's going to be doing a class here. He's going to be doing a competition class and a sniper class, along with some other classes that Tommy's going to do here too. So look forward to that. Look at our calendar. So... You know, and the whole thing about it, I'll, I'll expound on in a minute, is when I, when I went down there to train uh, 12 years ago, they didn't hardly have anything, and I helped them uh, kind of put in what they got. And it's taken me about that long to convince the owners that this is a good thing to do. And now they have really been behind us in, in giving us support and money to build that range. I mean, Greg, you've come to every one of them so far, and you've seen the changes over a month. They just really, they spent over almost $800,000 in gravel in the last six months just to, so we don't have to drive on mud roads and stuff. I mean, oh, oh, okay. So that is huge. If you shot Alabama last year and you saw yep. the tractor pulling people out all day, that is huge. Yeah. yeah they, they're really supporting us in that, and they understand now the importance because they've seen what, you know, the profitability, and they can turn that money back into it. So they bought me some sea containers, some other things, and some props that we can uh, we can put out there for our matches. That's awesome. So, okay, you do the shoot a mile once a month. What started that, and how awesome has it been? It's been – I tell you, it's really been cool because – you know, I like helping people get into the game. I like supporting people, to, especially new people, to try to promote our sports and our shooting sports. Right. So I moved and we had a thousand yard range when I was shooting three gun. Three gun was growing in Texas where you go down and shoot 700 yards, 100 a place on a property. And I got out to 900 yards and then one day I was out there and I said, man, this might make a thousand yard range. So we made the thousand yard range that we currently right. have. And I was, uh, six months later, I was standing out there on the platform. It was wintertime. The leaves were down. And I saw this trailer out there in the middle of a field out there. And I went, wow. And I pulled out my phone. I said, GPS. I said, ooh, that's just a touch over a mile. So at that time, the manager and I went down there, cut 20 trees down, and now I've got a mile out there. So we dug a berm. I put a two-foot by four-foot target out there. And we started doing it once a month where visitors can come. and don't have to be members and shoot mm -hmm. a mile and you get a challenge coin so about a year after that we've been doing about two and a half years now but a year after that i put an moa target out there an 18 inch target out there. <laughs> believe it or not people have loved it and since they've loved it 
I got a smaller coin that says MOA on it. So you hit oh, that now. Yeah. And I've got magnetos all over it. So, you know, yeah. I had, I've had an eight-year-old girl come out. She hit it on her third shot. Nice. You know, and that was just cool. Her dad was helped. Tom Branham, his daughter, um, mm -hmm. had a lot of people who's never even shot before. I mean, you know, I coach it. I spot, coach, and if they miss, I help them get on target. You know, I, I had yeah. a guy out last month. I had him aim at the third branch from the top of the tallest pine because he had a hunting scope. <laughs> and he hit it. It took him a hundred yes. shots, but he hit it. <laughs> so is this like anybody can come, but do you, like, I don't know if you do or not, so you might not, but do y'all have loaner rifles? If somebody's just like, I don't think I could shoot a mile. I don't know about this, but I really want to try. Or do they have to have their own equipment? No, we do have rental guns. They we have their uh, six five Creedmoor. That's probably the most common caliber everybody brings. Uh, mm -hmm. We have uh, six five Creedmoors there that they can rent, and they have to run our ammo in it just for reasons that y'all aware of. So yes. yes, they can do that. You know, <laughs> and um, you know we get all we get all types. You know, uh, Mitch Cox stops by from Barrett every once in a while, brings something to play with there. Ooh. We just shot the four sixteen out there a month or so ago. Shot the new M27 out there. So, um, you know. Call me next time y'all are doing that. We, we do it every month. Oh, you want to come to that one? I'll call you then. <laughs> you know I'm a Barrett now. Oh, are you? There you know, that's my last name now. So. That's right. So. And I got engaged right before SHOT Show last year. And when we went and Barrett found out we had gotten engaged, they took us in the back room and gave us some goodies. So, not oh. <laughs> But it's a lot of fun coaching the people out there and and doing that. It's it's been really been a good experience because yeah, I do it once a month around my street. I'm kind of like you, Corey. I got a lot of shooting things going on, so I can't do it the yep. third Sunday of every month, you know. So I tell right. people if they're interested, look at our calendar at the Clinton House. I do it on Sunday. Uh, it's from mm -hmm. nine to three. You just show up. You don't have to schedule. You don't have to call. It's seventy five dollars non members or for non members. Just show up, bring it on out, and I'll help you get on the mile. I mean. I get these PRS guys. This is funny too. I get these PRS guys go, you can't shoot it with a BR. It won't reach it. Third shot, <laughs> third shot I yes, hit my the other day. Okay. Like, what, so, what's the uh, brand new what's, gun? What's the so, smallest you know, you ever hit it with? What's the smallest? 5.56. Five, I hit it with a 5.56. Nice. Five, I hit it with a 5.56 five, February a year ago. Took 39.2 mils, 4.1 mils of wind, shooting Black Hills OTM 77 grain. Man, I was going to guess 33 mils. I was pretty close. 39.2. Yeah. Man. The bullet traveled 140 feet in the air, and it almost didn't have <laughs> enough velocity to get there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Some people say when they – that got on Facebook not long ago. Somebody goes, oh, there ain't nobody ever shot a mile, but it was 14 witnesses on the stand. We were getting ready for the Vortex sniper match up in – Oh, right, yeah. Creek. We were getting ready for it when I did it because I was shooting secondary. My partner goes, I oh, shoot that mile target while it's out there. Said, <laughs> you know, so – but I run a JP 20-inch barrel and a lead start, you know, frame, so. Yep. Yep. Very cool. If anybody has the itch, they want to go shoot a mile. They've never done it. You don't even have to have a gun. You just need to, if somebody wants to look into it, though, that's not local and doesn't know, what's the website? Uh, the ClintonHouse.net. ClintonHouse. I think it's .net or .com. I can't remember. I'm not on it right now. Just look that up, um, you know, or they can give me a call or message me. Most people are social media. Pop me a message. I'll help you out any way I can, you know. 
So uh, I think the next one's the 9th of uh, July, the next mile day. Oh, yeah. Weekend after the 4th. Yeah, fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I but like you got to get that challenge going. You know, that's the whole thing. You know, so it's got to no, get that so challenge. That's so cool, going. though. We've had people travel from. I've had people from Oklahoma. It's a lot of people from Florida, but people come from. Oh. Some guys flew in from Oklahoma, couldn't find a place to shoot a mile. They flew in and wanted to shoot a mile. I just had a guy call me from New York. You know, coming down to the next one. Uh, huh? Yeah. So the word's getting out there, and it's you know, come and join us. Jennifer, I got to get you up there. I want to see you do it. I know. I've hit a mile before, but that was with a 338, wasn't it? The mile was a 6547. Hmm, that's pretty good. I think it was a 338. Anyway, 6547. That's nice. And yeah. I mean, I hit it first shot, I think. I got up there and I was like, I don't know if I'll hit this. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. yeah we shoot five shooters at a time you know we cycle through we have two prone positions and three benches and we shoot five shooters at a time and cycle through so the guns won't get hot and stuff but that's a lot yeah. of fun it's, it's very interesting so you invited us out there to do this i think two shot shows ago we're gonna do it one day get out there get get some video shooting a mile you, what you need to do is bring the show up there. We could do it. I'll put it up on a, a Tuesday evening and do it a little earlier, and we could do it, and y'all can do the show from there. Done. It's a deal. Corey's <laughs> going to fly out for a Tuesday night? No, Corey doesn't fly. <laughs> you but he'll fly. be on the show. <laughs> we don't fly, Corey? Uh, I have a fear of heights. And the last time I went flying, I was behind the airplane to control things. <laughs> mm. It was a lot better like that. It was a lot better when I like I had the controls. That was nice. So you don't want to go shoot hogs out of a helicopter with me? Because I really want to do that sometime. You know I do, Jennifer. Why do you fear heights or the not getting to shoot hogs out of a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> for, for for those of you who are uh, listening to us on the podcast, you should go back and watch this video on Facebook. Corey's face is profusely sweating right now. Greg, <laughs> it's a hundred degrees outside in Texas right now. <laughs> Mike, will you tell Greg about rotor washing really hot air? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Anyway, we're about at the midpoint of the show. Remember, if you're watching us live on Facebook, ask any questions you may have in the comment section of the video. We'll ask it live on air. Other ways to catch us, you can always check back on the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page. The videos stay up there forever. We usually upload to all the podcast apps the night after the show. And then finally, everything eventually ends up on the Shooter's Mindset YouTube page. So that's a great place to go back and look up past episodes. Hey, Greg, I got to do this. You know, when you when y'all posted it today and I shared it, it we were going to be on here tonight, half the people answered, said, how many times is he going to say, oh, so I got to say, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have got my hearing aids in tonight, you know, I mean, so everybody goes, well, that ain't going to be a good show because he's going to say, huh, all the time, you know. <laughs> Are they the Bluetooth ones? Do they Bluetooth the music and everything? I'm listening to you through them right now. Yes. That's what uh, I so. thought. Yeah, he loves them. You got to have them when you like me again. You can't hear. And when I used to shoot 
back in the Marine Corps, I had to roll cigarette butts up and put them in my ears, you know, that's the way we, <laughs> that was our hearing protection back in. So. Oh, Lord, no wonder. Yeah, yeah, so. So I have a question and I want you to answer it twofold from two different perspectives, because you've been around the sports, all the sports, a long time. And so I want to hear from a shooter perspective and from a match director perspective. Okay. What makes a good match? From the shooter's perspective, that I can walk away, have fun, enjoy it, be challenging, but yet be where I'm having fun too, not timing out. I'm not stressed over a stage. I can walk away and say, that was a tough stage, but I got through it. I managed it. I ate up a lot of time, but I just didn't kill myself on it. From a match director's view, I've, I've always said, and I've built a lot of matches. I've always said I build matches for the 50%. I, I take the middle shooter. I let the fast guys like Corey shoot, bash it out with their guns. Let them, you know, let them get through the stages. But yeah. let their times dictate who the winner is. Don't try to make all the young guys time out to make it tough on Corey and Greg. You know, let everybody have fun. So I build my matches around, or when I did, I don't do no more. Um, I build them around the 50% shooter. I want them to enjoy it because they're the ones who want to come back. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree but, more. Does that answer yeah. your question? I mean, is that kind of – and I, yeah. like, I like the, you know, I like the – even as a shooter, I like the 50% matches because, you know – I can get through it and I look over at some, you know, Mike Willis or ever who I'm shooting with and say, you know, we, we discussed in times I did it, you know, I did that, you know, but I, you know, this and that, I didn't have to worry about, I wasn't going in sweating. I can remember when I started shooting three gun, I worried about timing out all the time and that wasn't fun. You know, it's a totally different thought process when you go from three gun to PRS, because in three gun, you have FTEs of failure to engage. So in that one, if I thought I was about to time out, I was like slamming some rounds down range to stay up <laughs> them so I wouldn't get a 15 second penalty. It would just be a five for a miss, not a 15 for a failure to engage. So I was like slinging some lead, right? And so you get into PRS and like at the, you know, time was running out and I started going faster and people are like, why are you going so fast at the end? You could have slowed down <laughs> and hit that. And I'm like, but, but. Yeah, you're right. That makes no sense in this sport. <laughs> Tommy got on to me. I hadn't shot PRS in last year. I didn't shoot any last year. And I went down to Edgefield, shoot one of Tommy's matches down in Edgefield, down there at Camp David. And I got on the first stage, buddy, and it was boom, 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 boom. I cleaned the stage, but he said, man, you, you still got 60 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, it really it's hard to do both and it's challenging to try to teach yourself to slow down a little bit in PRS, like you say, Jennifer, you know, it's tough. So, but it, as far it, as, it, it proves your skills. As far as PRS matches that, or as far as long range matches, do you prefer traditional PRS matches or like sniper matches, like the team sniper matches, Coleman's Creek, those, which do you like better? I like, I like them both, and I know that didn't answer your question. I, I mean, I really like them both because, you know, a, two years ago, I liked the sniper matches. I like the Vortex. I like Mammoth. I mean, I shot all those. I've been through all those. I really had a good time. 
you know, we've, we've done very well in them. I'm my partner, Mark Link at the time. Um, but as I've gotten older, uh, my knees and stuff can't take the sniper matches. Okay. So the PRS fulfills that. And I've really, since I've shot more of that and got into the heavier guns, the lower recoil, the managing and that stuff, this is fun. You know, you guys can't see me. If you look behind me, I've got my 419. I've got my V4. You know, PRS has cost me a lot of money this year. Ah, <laughs> you can always make more of that. <laughs> but to answer your question, two years ago, I would say it's totally sniper uh, team matches. This year, PRS. PRS is a lot of fun. A lot of good people in it, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And it's a growing sport, I think. To me, I don't know. Y'all might know more than I do because you talk to a lot of people. I see it out here as probably one of the fastest shooting sports growing right now. Okay. So along with that, where do you see the PRS in five years? If it keeps going like it is, you know, I, I, I see it just like three gun. I mean, I went through this with three gun when they went three gun. Right. And that's why I started. asked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, I see it growing. Like right now, Tommy and I started. And we got a friend of ours helps us, Jeff Bouchard. Um, we we got the only PRS sanctioned match in South Carolina right now. I can't believe South Carolina's waited this long or somebody to have mm-hmm. a sanctioned centerfire match in it. So we kind of started the first one, you know, Tommy brought it on. And um, I see a couple years down the road, we have four or five uh, okay. clubs, you know. So kind of backing up just a little bit, when we say you saw a three-gun explode, you saw a three gun go from soldier of fortune. You know, there's maybe five matches a year to three gun nation on TV. And you were part of the three gun nation series. Right. So, I mean, do you see the PRS being able to, to kind of catch that, that level of audience where it's on outdoor channel or you know, maybe even a streaming site now. Um, but do you see the PRS is able to do what three gun did and make it, it wasn't quite mainstream, but it was kind of on the getting there. Yes, kinda. And what I mean okay. by yes, what I mean by yes, kinda. In PRS, there's action, but it's not as much. It's not. There's a difference in the action to me. I, I think. Okay. You know, three gun. There was a whole lot going on. Whole lot of action. You know, one right. little mistake, you were out of it. You know, in PRS, you're going to shoot ten rounds, or twelve, or whatever mm-hmm. the stage is. If you miss, oh well, there's no action. Oh, I missed one. I got a. I'm, you know, I'll clean out the next stage. But three gun, you make that kind of buff, you're not, you're done. You're, you're, you're not going to yeah. win the match. So yeah. I do see it being able to stream. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to Tom coming here. You know, the, uh, the guys from uh, Shooting USA is going to be here with that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be involved with it. But I, I do see it with the Armageddon Cup and maybe, a, you know, with the Pro Side series of it growing into that. I just, I don't know how you would make it three gun nationist, I guess. The word is not right. Word. But if you think about it, like I'm, I'm not much of a sports person, but um, there's a lot of people that watch golf on the television. And I don't know why people watch golf on television. It looks to me either, Greg. boring me either. in the world. As somebody whose paychecks come from people playing golf, I... I don't get it. So how do we how do we get the golf people to watch PRS? We have to clap silent like clap like this or something. <laughs> somebody's got to take somebody's got to take the bull by the horns and do it. I I think there's an opportunity there 
guys. I mean, Corey, you, just what you're saying. I think that right now, I mean, you know, Shooting USA is kind of tied down with streaming. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple of streaming channels that get Shooting USA, you know. So um, mm-hmm. somebody's got to take the bull by the horns. I think it would if they get out here and start filming it and start doing it and putting it on there, people will watch it. Right. No, I've seen some really good uh, post-match videos and and not just one, like a series of um, kind of recap videos and stuff like that. But the most interesting thing I've seen has been the through scope view where you've got the camera on the back of the scope and you can picture in picture as the shooter goes through the stage and see what they're seeing, because that's what you had with three gun nation. That's why they had those big targets. You could see even the rifle, right? You see the plates falling. And that's what the PRS has been kind of lacking is you can't like you can't equate to it like golf where they have the camera 300 yards away and you see the little ball going the hole. So seeing that in that that kind of video format of the picture in picture and following the shooter and seeing what they did, and why they missed or why they hit or the correction they made, that has been interesting to me. I just don't know if it's been three gun nation. Yeah, like a lot of our coverage that we did of the Vortex series um, last year. Mm-hmm. It was learning, and we were we were struggling and m- mixing everything up. But where we were able to get videos where you have the active shooter, especially in the sniper style match, where they're you know right. running down a trail, multiple camera angles, you get them running down, then you get them coming this way, and then as they pull out their gun, all of a sudden there's the targets popping up in the corner of the screen. You see them fall down. Um, right we got some that was just me and greg doing that i mean there's a lot of smarter people out there i'm sure that have a whole crew that could make it like really professional you know yeah <laughs> i agree with you i agree with you jennifer but you know I, i'll tell you something Corey. go back to what you're saying when three gun nation started up if you'll mm-hmm. remember they started doing some shooting usa shows about three gun right that's what kicked them off and running we don't see that in prs how many shows you saw, saw right. you know, where somebody goes and says, because I get people come to me all the time and say, hey, I want to shoot PRS, but I know nothing about it. How do we yes, exactly. That, you know, that we need a show that somebody goes out and, and, you know, does PRS training or positions, show them that what PRS is about. Right. I've seen a few companies start this. Um, so not to get too sidetracked, but JP did a seven part series of getting into that um hunter competition dynamic style thing right. where they they did the sport what is it what gear do you need and you know it split it up into like a five minute video but i agree i think that style of thing that's that's every question you answer for the new guy when he comes out to the match like right. what do i need to bring how far are the targets will this work all of that stuff in a video where you can just reference it over and over and eight people can make different videos you're always it, you're never going to have too many people answering the question but i think it's a good idea because it gets people where they can on their own time figure out what it is and they have a visual and see oh this is exciting right but just like you're saying you you have to start with that local thing right and the prs has i mean like you're saying a pretty strong local or uh, we'll call it one day um segment right so that, that was the other part of Three Gun Nation that I was excited about was they had their local matches, their regional matches. It wasn't all just about the big, you know, TV multi-gun nationals, right? So do you think 
the, I guess the, the thing that I struggle with is, do you think the PRS can scale to that level in five years? Because it, it takes a lot for a range, right? It could be. It could be huge in five years. Because if, if anything happens, and we hope it don't, that, you yeah. know, with our, with our people up there, wherever, and yeah. I won't get yeah. into that, but boat guns are boat guns are going to be available and boat guns right now people can get it that's what people don't understand about the prs side i, I told some guys the other day come and sign up for uh, for tommy's match if you don't mm-hmm. have anything but a rifle that's all you need with some ammo get on my squad you can use any bag any tripod any bipod that i got <laughs> yes right you know i mean that's what my sponsors support me about it's not for me to use all this i gotta let the guys exactly use it, you know <laughs> So, you know, and, and if anybody's watching this or whatever, if you want to come and shoot one of our matches and you don't have any shooters bags, tripods or nothing, that, just tell me. I'll loan it to you. You know, I'll take it out of my truck and loan it to you. It's not a big deal. Come and shoot the sport and try it. But that's I the thing. Say, they don't know what they need to get into it. You know? I would say across the country, any match director would say the same thing. Like if somebody's out in Utah – and so they can't come to Clinton House to see you. If they found a PRS match, I guarantee you, if they reached out to that match director and said, all I have is a gun and ammo, I don't have anything else, I know nothing, I bet you money that match director would say, just show up and you can use all of our stuff. Exactly. Jen, I will raise you one. The best thing we ever did to get people into PRS was we have an entire loaner set up, just show up. And Mike, if you've got those for the one mile, for the PRS, it's a 6.5 Creedmoor. It, it is it is a game changer just to be able to have someone show up. They don't need anything. You just literally use a QR code. So they pull up an app on their phone or you can give them their dope all day if you're squatted with them. But it's it's so easy compared to three guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if anybody wants to shoot Tommy's match or any of the matches I'm in, I've got extra kestrels. I'll, I'll rig one up for your gun. It won't take long to do that. And show you yeah. how to just cycle through it. I mean, it's not a big, it's not a big deal, you know, but that's how we're going to get the sport growing in five years. Back to your original question, Corey, is how would we get it grow? we got to help new shooters in it and progress along, you know, because the guns are out there. We're selling the guns. It's just people don't know what to do with them. You know, yeah, they want to go no, shoot, right. you know. But, and I think the other thing, and this is a smaller audience, but the match directors designing the match around that 50% shooter where the guy that's new can also hit the targets. I'm not saying he's going to hit all of them, and I'm not saying, you know, he's the perfect wind caller. But let's say a guy has given him his win, he can at least hit that target given unlimited time, right? Yeah, I mean, and that I haven't been on a squad yet. Greg's been here. We've had a pretty ugly storm that first match, and I mm-hmm. seen more people. That was an understatement, wasn't it, Greg? I've um, I, I seen enough <laughs> on the show that they're just going to give me crap, but it was the worst weather I've ever been outside for. It was one of the worst that I've ever shot in. Four and a half inches of rain in one day. But, um, you know, I see more people taking gear out of their car with it raining like that and give it to new shooters because that was the first sanctioned match we had here for that match. It didn't care whether it got wet or not. They just wanted that new shooter to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say if you have a region, I mean, like, yeah, a regional club match near you, um, they're good. Like our 22 matches that Greg does, if there's a new shooter, that match is small enough that if they're like taking their time and they've gotten like four hits off, 
by the time the timer goes off, we're like, okay, well, you're not getting any more points, but like finish the stage, go ahead and walk yourself yeah. through because there's time, a big match um, with 200 shooters. Like you feasibly can't do that or everybody will be out there at midnight trying to shoot. But those smaller club matches, if you have one, they're so invaluable because you can go and, and people will have the time to really work with you. And uh, I just really think that's a good way if it's, it's a fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And the, the best thing we've seen is if you take someone after their last stage and you just say, hey, I saw you struggle with this stage. You've been doing really well all day but try this on this stage and just reshoot it. And they go from like a two to a six that, that like gets them back. Right. Also, what I was going to say is talking about the future and like, y'all were talking about golf and having it on TV. Like why <laughs> do I think that like in a decade or maybe sooner, the applied ballistics guys will have some sort of technology that can trace the bullet. Like they trace the, um, golf balls on the tv you know how they do yeah 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 like hockey did with the blue box right you know why do i think applied ballistics i might be sending a challenge out why do i think they might be able to to be able to trace that you know that'd be cool they they might need to hire somebody that's done something like that before maybe they should that that (laughs) might be a real good idea right with francis working there i'm like "Hmm." That might could be a possibility, and that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Imagine watching that. Sneak up and being able to see the trace through the air and like be able to tell, oh, it's gonna hit the target, or no, it's not. Like that would make for really exciting TV. Oh, Jen, you're talking to the guy that watches like three accounts on Instagram that are nothing but animal shots, watching the wave fly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Those are the greatest videos for Oh, so good. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting. As you get, there's your job, Jennifer. You wanted, you know. <laughs> I don't think I'm smart enough for that job. I can save your life, but I don't think I can radar a bullet. Um, uh, that might take one Francis Cologne and some smart people at AB. <laughs> and, and for those that don't understand what we're talking about, um, that used to be Francis's job in golf, and now he works for Fly Ballistics. So, Mike, what is your favorite type of match to host? To host at the Clinton House or? Just in general. Like, if I said, hey, you got you only get to host one more match, what's it going to be? Mm, man, that, that's a put me in a bind. Uh, <laughs> I would say if I could host it, it'd probably be a PRS match right now. You know, what because... Is? It's it's really fun with those targets out there in different places to see the people and what their thought process it is to accomplish that stage right now. That's my favorite thing about PRS is watching how people do them so different. Mm-hmm. And three gun, people will sometimes do them in a different order or USPSA, they sometimes will attack it a little different. But for the most part, there's usually one really efficient way to shoot it um and yeah prs if you sit there and watch it i mean that first ag cup the prs barricade watching how everybody did it different. 
Some of them <laughs> take their bipod because they yeah. had money on the line and they didn't want to miss. And so they were taking their bipods and putting them on the thing with a tripod as a rear support. Then you had the ones that were like, I'm just going for speed. And they were like, you know, just speeding through with one bag and right. watching the now you bring up the worst prop. I don't, I'm not a, you know, I, and I'm jumping back on it, Jennifer. You said the PRS barricade. You know, there we go back to what we were talking about earlier. I, I'll shoot the PRS barricade. I think it's a great tiebreaker. But immediately when I go to the match, I, I know I have no chance of even, and I'm probably not anyway, because I'm not as good at PRS as I am three gun, but I don't have no chance in hell of even doing good on that stage because. I'm 69 years old. I'm out here doing this. My first position's on my knees and I can't get up. So I have to hold on the barricade to get up. So I've got to shoot, grab myself, maybe even lean my gun or a little minute, get up, shoot up, shoot up, go back down. Why don't we make something that's equal across the board that a six-year-old could do and an 80-year-old can do? Mike, just use the top. That's what I do. <laughs> I think you get penalized, don't you? <laughs> no, but it's a good point, right? I mean, um, make something that's equal across the board for everybody. And that's the only thing right. that I see. I don't mind getting down. If I go to the stumps, I've got stumps out here. If I go to the mm -hmm. stumps, then I know I need to make the one I got to get down on, even if I have to go past it, my last position. I'm not as much at a disadvantage as I am shooting that barricade because my first position doesn't have to be down, but I've got to go down twice and I can't get up with my knees. You guys right. did really good on those thumps, by the way. I loved shooting that stage both days last last month. Yeah, yeah, the thumps are fun. Yep. I, like I, I guess I shot it the same way you did, right to left where you're walking backwards, but you're going down. Exactly. So, but, you know, I think they ought to come up with some type of tiebreaker way that everybody has an equal chance of accomplishing that because i know if i go the tiebreaker right. i'm going to be 60 seconds on it where some of these guys are 30 seconds because they're they're very fast there's no different three gun you got daniel horner out here nobody's going to run daniel horner right but if, it, but if it's long range in a match i might have a chance against him <laughs> yeah and I'm shoot that, that, that brings up yeah that's another thing but if the three gun nation and usbsa they had different classifiers that would kind of be suited to different strengths. Um, and the PRS barricade is, you know, it's four positions. It's kind of a speed thing. But if they had, let's call it, they had 10 different classifiers a year where they're all kind of different and they're not all just, you know, 10 positions or, you know, go down lay prone. Um, maybe you have even heights, like you're saying, you get a different kind of representation of what the sport is and match directors can integrate more stuff into their matches. Yeah, well, you've, got a, you've got a lot of military guys that are have handicaps right now. I'm, I'm not saying that because you know th well, there's a lot of people in general, not just military guys. That, well, why handicap somebody? We want those guys. They want to do something. They want to come out and shoot for enjoyment. But you know, they everybody has that. I want to win that competitive attitude. You know, so make something that's equal across the board. That, I mean, that's anyway. I've said enough on that. <laughs> Or, or even that's just like girls that can't reach. Well, not just girls. There are some guys that are short, but there are times that I can't reach. Uh, I've had a couple of stages that I was like, I'm not going to shoot that position. It is not safe for me to shoot it because I'm having to balance on a bag on my toes and like I'm going to fall. And, you know, there are times that you just can't reach or like whenever you got to crawl up in the back of a deuce, like 
Or you Greg, they could just take, you know, one of their big old size 13s and slap it up there and pop up in the truck with their gun in their hand. Not well, just hardcore parkour. You have a 17 pound bag and you have a 22 pound gun and you just jump up. Jen, come yeah, on. and a magazine because a lot of them you got to load it in position. So you're sitting there and I'm getting up there, put the gun down and the bag down, trying to hoist myself up in this truck, then pick the gun up, then go up there and get my position. By then, 30 seconds has gone by and I'm like, well, you know. <laughs> now, I don't know if you know Heidi, but she shoots with us. We got some short girls to shoot with. She's got a gun box she stands on because I mean she's very handicapped in some of the things that I'm talking about for us so yeah. but she makes the best use of it to shoot well in it you know yep so it that has gotten better years ago it was worse I felt like mm -hmm. I agree um, we had one you know. that was a friend that was she was very vocal about you know this is not right because even though you can stand on a box they were making her put the box in place on the clock well, then by the time she, you know, has to hold all that, get one in there. Yeah. And they, it's one That's thing, like, a lot of match directors now have a box that they have sitting there and they'll just put it in place if someone short is coming along. Yeah. So that I do yeah. think is fair then at that point. I don't care if I have to step up on a box, but um, having to drag the box over and yeah, like put it in your hands at the start, that's, to me, that's not fair, but. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, Mike, which of the shooting sports do you think is best, one of the best ways to draw new shooters into competitive shooting in general? Whether it's long range or steel challenge or 22. Well, I think, I think all of them um, because, I mean, they all have their own versatility and they all have their own unique uh, reason that people want to shoot it. Uh, you know, people are fascinated or, 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 with three gun because oh man i got a shotgun i got a pistol i got a rifle but the prs mostly everybody has some form of a bolt gun at home that they hunt with that they do something mm -hmm. with that they can come and shoot prs with so you know to say one over the other I, I i really think any of them will help the sport grow just get people in the shooting you know yeah. so so one interesting thing that's happened in Texas. Um, so Texas three gun, they, the range is kind of open throughout the year and they left the stages up. And if you remember three gun nation, you would see a lot of stuff on social media. Well, a lot of like influencers around the area have been using the stages for videos. And it, it's just like you would expect it's, it's three gun, but they're, you know, maybe cutting off this part or they're just using a shotgun on the jungle run or something, but it's exciting. And I wish they would just say, this is the three gun match, or this is from this three gun match, you know? But two guns taking a hold now too. You know, DMR is oh, growing man. all around the country in the standard two gun. I mean, it's it's growing pretty fast too, because it leaves the shotgun out. People don't want to quad load. You know, when I started three gun, we were loading off of a armband and you, we call it pick and load. You pick, load, pick, load. <laughs> You know, it wasn't a musket yeah. for you people watching out there, okay? <laughs> but, you know, then we went to the underhand load, and then now these guys mm -hmm. are loading eight rounds in under eight seconds, you know? I mean, just shoving them things in. So people are wanting to get away from the shotgun a little bit because of that. They don't want to practice with it in the garage. So two guns taking off a little bit around here, too. It's growing quite fast also. I agree with two guns, but do you think 
people don't like the shotgun because of the loading or do you think it's the 40 and 50 round shotgun only stages where you, you just have to load the whole time do you think so for example like a 12 round shotgun stage that's one load for you know the tag guys right you're special you've got a 20 round mag yeah but do you think <laughs> bringing the shotgun kind of back to what it was meant to be would solve that because I agree, two guns awesome because I don't spend a whole stage loading the shotgun and burning my hand on the barrel. Oh, just we get, you know, load, Corey. I would have said that Jen. a year ago, Corey, but not now. And, okay. I, and I'll tell you why. Because yep. people are now, if you buy a Benelli or whatever, you're going to time mm -hmm. you get somebody to do it, you've got $3,000. At time you buy a dissident, uh, yep. you don't have much more in it. We have gone from 20 to 25 open shooters in three major three gun matches now. And I think Memorial or the Battle of the South, Battle of the South, I think had yeah. 80 something open shooters. They had more open than they did tack ops now. Damn. Yeah, no, open dots are the way to go. Yeah, open's taken off. And yeah. part of it is dots on pistols, right? A lot of it's dots on pistol, but the other part of it is, yeah, I mean, Texas three and what, 20, 21, 22, both yeah. those years I shot, like you're saying, with a distant because shit, dude, it's more fun to shoot than load. <laughs> and, and you got a dot on everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. The dot was dot on the pistol, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but two I think two guns taking off a little bit. I mean, we're seeing an increase around here. Um, of course, DMR, you know, 700 right. and in, you know, is doing real well. Um, but those two are growing pretty strong here, too. Okay. Yeah. Two gun, that might be my favorite. <laughs> I'm a Learn how to load, Corey. I do have a video on YouTube that describes how to quad load if you need it. Jennifer uh, Barrett, I am going to tag you in my practice tonight, my dry fire of me loading. Okay, and we're going to issue a challenge. You beat uh -oh. me, and you can tell me how to learn to load. <laughs> can I speed it up? I'm going to video yeah, myself. You, you can speed yours up as fast as you and want. I'm going to speed it up. <laughs> Speeding it up doesn't count if you drop one. Loading three when you mean to load four. <laughs> We've I'm all got a yard that. sale. Just throw them on the ground. Hey, I used one to be loading two grabs more. One of my favorite shotgun stages ever. It was in somewhere in South Carolina was having like a three gun match that was like a outlaw. I can't remember. I want to say it was up near Chesterfield. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I went for the day to it and Rocky Patel was there. I'll never forget. And when I went to the shotgun stage, I put on my chest rig and yeah. I had my Invictus, you know, all of yeah. it was an all shotgun stage. And he laughed at me. He, if he's listening, he'll tell you that he laughed at me. He was like, Jim, you think you got enough shotgun shells? Well, he went before me and guess what? He, he started shooting and he went to loading and drops shells all in the mud. It had rained. Oh. It was like, you can't shoot that now that it's like speaking <laughs> in the mud, right? He dropped a bunch and he gets to the end and he, he was out and he's like trying to dig in the mud and see which one is the least amount. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, huh, so well, you need to pour some? You need some like, No, you know what I would have done? I would have walked over, held my belt out for him to grab him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we are talking PRS and then adding shotgun to it. That's the next thing. PRS shotgun, right? I am so in. 
I'm no. in 100. percent Let's do it. I'm out. I'm not sure about PRS shooters with pistols. Like not all of them, but some of them. I don't really want to throw a pistol in the mix. But um, a shotgun that'd be fun. <laughs> Mike, there's going to be at least three people at this match. Uh, me, you, and Jen. But uh, we need to make that happen. Yeah, we can do that. Um, I'm going to head over to lives real quick. Um, we had a couple people say that DMR is a great place to start. I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to come and shoot one of y'all's DMR matches. I got a box of stuff that needs to turn into a gun at some point for that. Um, William wants to know what Mike's favorite firearm is, and if he could only shoot one from this point forward, um, what would it be? My, my AR-15, if that was the only thing I could shoot, it would be my AR-15. You know, because I it, it, you can shoot them long range, you can shoot them short range. It don't have to be the big badass gun anymore. Yeah. And he uh, also asked, "What was your very first match you ever shot?" Whoa, I don't even know if I remember that. Somewhere, somewhere in uh, mid nineties, late kind of ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere around there. And I think it was, I shot it with a Kimber CDP forty five caliber, and it was a makeshift IDPA match at the local. Spartanburg Gun Club here. Nice. So fishing vest and all. Do what? Said so you bust out your fishing vest for that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ooh, that is uh, an incredible level of detail. I'm just I'm blown away. So, <laughs> uh, William also said a preloaded shotgun prop to start a stage with a spinner. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Spinners are not, I'm not a spinner fan, you know. Uh, Why not, Mike? <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, it's something about a spinner. It doesn't prove anything. It's who can bring the baddest gun with the biggest choke with the largest lid behind the shotgun, you know. Or Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I got some goose loads left over from the season. <laughs> I think if everybody shot the same gun at it, it would be more challenging. So it should be a stage gun or a spinner. You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised PRS ain't picked it up yet. Start putting it out there. We did. We did a spinner, and you had to shoot. If you shot a popper behind the spinner, you got an extra point. Um, you wow. can't do it anymore, but we did it once. Yeah, most ranges won't let you have it because if you shoot the top, the round goes out of range. But if you make the bottom bigger, no one shoots the top. <laughs> <laughs> have you met PRS shooters? They're traditionally stubborn, and someone's going to be like, mm, but I want to see if I can hit it. Mm -hmm. Stubborn. Yep. I should have you never brought that up. It'll be in Tommy's next match. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of talked about this earlier, and I feel bad, but I have to ask this to everyone. If you can only pick one, hunting or competition, what are you going to pick? Competition. I figured. Easy. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, the, you know, it's just we're all so competitive, especially when you get to shooting people. We're all competitive. And anybody says there ain't, it's crazy. You know, oh, even in hunting, they're competitive. Who got how many coyotes? Who got the bigger beer? I mean, bigger deer. Who got the bigger fish? Like it's it's you know all what you think. the bigger beer. What the bigger beer? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it must have been the Germany drinking mosses, you know. <laughs> uh, but I just think that competitive shooting is just, you know, it's brought the shooting sport. And look what competitive shooting's done for the gun world. I mean, uh, competitive shooters is what's right, made right. the improvements to what the military is using today. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, you know, competitive shooting by far. Yeah, I agree. Well, what do you think, Greg? Should we ask about the the other side stage, the shooting prairie dogs? <laughs> <laughs> that that would be a fun side stage. <laughs> exactly Talk about going to matches for travel the best match i ever shot was out in new mexico because we did a day of prairie hunt or prairie dog hunting before and i still think my favorite photo is we're following behind a friend and i start seeing the rifles come out of the truck as we're in the field <laughs> i see a prairie dog die at about 50 yards and everyone <laughs> in my truck goes wait a second <laughs> start shooting. that would be fun now uh-huh. Oh. Well, do that. I had never seen one. Then I went out west. I want to say it was Oklahoma whenever I went to the um finale in Oklahoma. But I was like, dude, that's a prairie dog. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, well, I've shot the steel ones forever, but like we don't have prairie dogs in South Carolina that I've seen. So not right now, we don't. It was fascinating to me to see them. Like, it was yeah. funny. Yeah, do we have any more lives? Yeah. We are good on the live side. All right. Well, I think we can wind it down to shout outs then. We will start with Corey. Well, I'm going to shout out Mike. And I'm, I'm not doing this every episode, I promise. Um, but Mike is one of those guys that when you see on the range, he's always helpful. Um, and he's always, as a match director, fair. Yeah. No matter what, you will never go to Mike's match and have a bad call. He will always be an awesome guy to the shooters. So thank you for that, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. Greg, what you got? We got uh, GSL suppressors. Makes 22s like super fun. Um, Hunter's HD Gold. Help my blind self see targets. Um, and then PDC Custom for my beautiful lime green rifle chassis back there. Fun, fun. Mike, what you got? Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on board. It was fun. It was a great way to spend an evening. Uh, I hadn't seen you guys in a long time. I saw Greg recently, but I hadn't seen you guys in a long time. And I hope soon, Jennifer, we're going to get you out. I know when you got married and all, it's time now. You've been married over a year. Get out. Get them guns available. Come out and join us. Guys, it was a total pleasure being with you guys tonight. It's been fun. Well, and I just, I want to shoot you. Shoot you. I don't want to shoot you. How many beers do you have, Jen? Oh, no. Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> was stressful at work. Okay. I want to shout you out also, because you're always such a good ambassador to the sport. Always. I mean, I, I go, you know, don't see you for a year, sometimes even two, and then see you, and it's like seeing an old friend. I mean, just, hey, how you doing? And you're just like that with everybody. It's not, you know, some people are like that because we do the shooter's mindset, which I still don't understand because we're not that big of a deal. But a lot, a, but you're never like that. You were like that with everybody, not just us. And I, I do love that about you. And then I also want to shout out Masterpiece Arms because they are 
you'll hear a lot more about this in the next six weeks, but they're going to, um, they're going to be our title sponsor, helping us get to Italy, um, to be able to help cover the IPRF. So nice. congratulations. We'll, I'm going to start shouting them out every week because they deserve it for helping us out. So, um, anyway, and with that, that'll be a wrap for episode 410 and we will see everybody next time. Thank you all guys. Thank you, Mike.